today is Catherine Blunt, the author of California Burning. She's the energy reporter at the Wall Street Journal. Um, this book, or your coverage, I should say, of Pacific Gas and Electric was a finalist for the Pulitzer Prize in National Reporting. It's earned awards. Um, just an amazing story about environment, um, economy, uh, just you know the world in which we live, uh, hedge funds and all the rest of it. Um, you know, Catherine, let's start with this because there's so much here. We're talking, of course, about the, uh, well, among other things, the wildfires that occurred in California that I guess brought the house down. Um, but, you know, I, I was thinking, Catherine, and this, is, this speaks to my ignorance and maybe of others, that, you know, when we think of wildfires, out, certainly out in California, which has been such a uh, news thing, sometimes you think of a lightning strike and, oh, yeah, the tree, there's been drought, so those trees are like tinder. Boom, up it goes. Um, that's not the story here. I mean, obviously, that's happened. But we're talking about negligence, uh, utility like PG&E that just didn't take care of things. You wrote a whole book about it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, um, and, you know, one fire in particular really shines light on this problem. And it was the campfire of November of 2018. It happened early in the morning when a very tiny hook hanging from a transmission tower in a remote part of California broke in half and dropped a high voltage wire. Um, electricity surged from the wire, sparks fell on the ground, <clears throat> and when, within a matter of hours, uh, several nearby towns were destroyed and 84 people were dead. Um, it's, uh, it's incredible to think about because the hook that failed uh, was installed around 1921 and had hung there ever since wearing down little by little, but pg e didn't have the inspection practices in place needed to see that it was on the verge of failure. Now, you're reporting, and, and obviously there were court cases and all manner of things that happened as a result of the devastation that's occurred, but pg e at some point had uh, some, you know, we're checking things out or we're supposed to. They just didn't do it, Right. Yeah, yeah. So it had reduced the thoroughness of its its inspections over time, uh, really over the span of about 20 years, to the point where they simply weren't adequate uh, to get a good feel for the state of its equipment or keep tabs on it. And um, yeah, I think it's it's this is an important point and kind of a complicated one. But for reader for listeners who don't know, um, utilities make money on large capital investments in their systems. They don't make money on inspections um, and you know little maintenance activities like replacing hooks. That's just treated as an expense, uh, you know, basically kind of comes out of the bottom line. And so there, a lot of utilities really try to strike this balance between you know, minimizing expenses to the extent that they can so that they can have more money to invest in capital and, and you know, uh, boost their profits pg e really didn't strike that balance correctly, and the consequences were, were very great. We're talking with Catherine Blunt, author of California Burning, who covered this story uh, over a period of years, right, Catherine, for the Wall Street Journal? I mean, I guess yeah, it's been right. rolling along. I think we have to put this in perspective so people understand what we're talking about. Um, I'm, I'm speaking to you from the Corn Belt, where we, we're used to seeing a high- high wire electricity 
running along a cornfield or the highway, whatever. Um, this is a little different. We're talking about the Sierra Mountains running power through woods that have become populated over the years. Right? That's right. That's right. So, so PG&E is uh, it's a very large utility company. It serves most of northern and central California. And Northern California is very heavily forested. Um, it has many, many miles of power lines running through these forests. And these forests, um, as a result of drought over the last several years, they're filled with millions of dead trees. So the consequences of power line failure in Northern California at this point are very, uh, very great. You would have thought that, and again, this is hindsight, and, and oh, that's always 2020, but you would have thought that given the drought conditions and, you know, we're all used to Smokey the Bear's warnings about, you know, uh, campfires and that sort of thing. And, you know, you go into a woods area or a park area and you see the uh, the warning of, you know, of drought level, whatever. You would have thought that the utility might have been on high alert given all that. You you would think so. Um, but the one challenging aspect of this story is that historically in California, wildfires were primarily a Southern California problem. Hmm. Uh, there was a series of very destructive fires in Southern California that prompted the regulatory body to try to, you know, think about how to make sure that the utilities were addressing this this risk. This was around 2008. And um, PG&E argued successfully that it shouldn't be held to the same standard as the utilities in the South because fire risk wasn't as great within its service territory but that proved really, really short-sighted because already, even in 2008, you were seeing larger and more destructive fires as a result of the drought and the, you know, the very dry, tinder-like forests. And it only, it only got worse as more trees died. And so, I mean, there's a strong argument to make that the company should have been a bit more forward-looking there. Well, and you know, the the very fact you mentioned uh, the uh, link that that broke. Uh, and, and cause the, the fire, the, the uh, campfire, is that the, the right? That's uh, right. Mm -hmm. that, that in 2018, that was 1921 was when that was put in place. I mean, we're I mean, most of us would not have believed that, you know, it's been hanging in there for, for nearly 100 years, you know, or, or 90 some years. Um, that seems incredible. Yeah, yeah, it is an, an incredible part of the story. So, you know, that particular transmission line, PG&E didn't even build it. It had one competitor in the early, early uh, 20th century, um, and then the two companies ultimately merged in 1930, and with that, PG&E inherited this infrastructure. Um, over time, it lost a bunch of records. It didn't really know how old the hook was, and as we said earlier, it didn't realize the extent of the wear because its inspection practices didn't catch it. And of course, this is um, this is just part of the story that you tell in California Burning, because you go through the the court case, the the, the cases, I should say, the the whole matter of figuring out, okay, what what is PG uh, e going to do about all this? Um, what what is the resolution of that? Is it is it been settled yet? It hasn't been settled yet. It's an ongoing process. I will say, if there's any you know good part of this story, is that. You know, the company has never been more aware of the risk throughout the system, and it's never worked harder to try to address it. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, some risk is inherent with the with the system and how, like we were talking about earlier, all these power lines running through the forests, 
So under new leadership, uh, they've embarked on a new strategy in which they're going to try to bury 10,000 miles of power lines. If you bury the wire, it can't start a fire. <laughs> a big challenge here is that it's expensive. It, yeah. They estimate this will cost $20 billion. And rates oh boy. here in California are already very high. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, and, and that's... And that's probably something that people are willing to bear or try to bear uh, to avoid these catastrophes that, that have occurred. Um, uh, we'll we'll see. We will see. Yeah, I was going to say, where is that at? I mean, is that still yet to be determined or um, is that underground program already underway? It is underway. So they've been talking with the regulator to figure out how to do this and how to effectively and appropriately collect those costs from customers, but they're doing this incrementally over the course of about a decade. So they're not trying to pass through that $20 billion all at once. Um, they're starting with just, you know, a handful of miles as they figure out how to do it, and then they're going to ramp it up over the next few years. So it will, it remains to be seen how they handle that additional spending going forward. Book is California Burning. Uh, author is Catherine Blunt. Catherine, one last thing. Uh, what does this say? And, and obviously, you can't be everywhere. <laughs> you, you can't you can't run around to every utility in in the nation. But what does this say about the rest of us? You know, we're looking at California here, as we often do. But uh, are there are there potential problems lying uh, elsewhere? Other utilities that maybe have neglected maintenance? I think so. I mean, I think so. I think it's it's worth remembering. You know, we're talking about this hook from 1921. It's not necessarily anomalous. Across the country, the power grid is very old. Um, a lot of transmission lines in particular predate World War II or were built around that time. And uh, so it's becoming more prone to failure as a result of that. And then you have this additional challenge in which the climate is changing. We're seeing more severe storms, more severe droughts, heat waves, and the like, which that's putting additional stress on the system. And as we're seeing, as we've seen in California, um, infrastructure failure can be catastrophic. Um, at, I mean, at, at minimum, it's inconvenient if it causes a long power outage. But electricity is a, is a dangerous business, and the, uh, the consequences of failure can be great. So uh, PG&E is not the only company that has historically struggled to strike this, this balance between ensuring public safety and being beholden to its, uh, its shareholders. And so if other utility companies have a history of mismanaging this risk, um, they're going to face additional challenges as we kind of move forward into this new period. The book is California Burning. Catherine Blunt, uh, Wall Street Journal reporter. We, we thank you so much. Steve, thanks for having me. Enjoyed the conversation. Take care.